All right, welcome to episode four of Aaron Calling. Oh, oh. hey man, what's your uh, DJ? <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> Sweet. I'm sure you like that cigar roast. Hey, that's right. Uh, My wife don't, though. My wife don't. Not one bit. <laughs> uh, let's see. A podcast. <laughs> Yeah, podcast of uh, with two old friends talking music. I, that tagline gets shorter and shorter every time. <laughs> At some point, it's just going to be a phone call. A pod. A pod. <laughs> a pee. We're just gonna, hi. Uh. Yeah, we're just, <laughs> hi. Hey, buddy. How's it we're going? Here. Oh, good. How are you? Oh, pretty good. We just sat in the sun for three straight hours, midday mm. heat, watching a soccer game. So we're all a little fuzzy. I think that's what yeah. I just said. Yes. So you, you may have That's to bring fair. me in a couple times on this <laughs> recording. So are you, it's all right. <laughs> I got the heat stroke. Right. My brain got fried. Oh, man. I don't know where this, I am right now. You remember growing up playing sports like in the just awful heat like that? Like It, it really is awful, but like, yep. not until you get to be a parent and you just sit in it that you realize really how awful it is. You know, right. it's like we had this time, we had an umbrella. We were trying to block the sun. I'm probably going to have like the sun last hand going into work to be embarrassing. <laughs> Ugh, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah. But that's not why we're here today. So no. Um, so we, we both admitted to each other that we bought so many records that we kind of lost track and we don't know which ones to exactly talk about. Like, we, we know our lists are, are uh, abridged, if you will. They're like the Reader's yes. Digest version. <laughs> yes, and I purposefully, I, I, didn't, I didn't divulge this information until right now, so this is new for everyone. Uh, oh, man. I purposefully left out... Basically all the jazz things, <laughs> um, just because I figured that would make like a you know make a, a good themed sort of list for the next round. That's I actually not a bad idea because I I've, I've picked up a couple cool jazz things, um, not so much on uh, records but some CDs. That that would be fun. So we could do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that, man, we are know, just letting people behind the curtain. They're gonna know, be freaked out. Pay no works. attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yours kind of all have a theme, though, right? Just based on where you found them. You have to explain to me. I get these random texts for you. You're like, I'm in the dollar <laughs> bin. And then I don't hear anything from you. And I get four like just e- like text photos of like all this stuff. Look so at this ridiculous your... stuff. Yeah, how does this work? Where is this dollar bin? Because the stuff you have is not usual dollar bin stuff. No. Um, so there's a place that I don't normally uh, patronize. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. What that, that's not right. There, there's a place I usually don't go. Mm-hmm. Um, not because it's terrible. It's just I've gone there and like basically the records were more expensive. I felt than they should be and yeah. like that was like three trips in i was just like yeah guys come on that's too much for whatever it was yep. um and then everybody kept saying like there's this <laughs> there's this underground lair in that place Ooh. that's like there's this basement and and there's they're all a dollar i'm like i don't know what you're talking about i've never seen yeah. this like i don't know what it is so i double checked 
and last, I guess last week, uh, Monday, I went. And in fact, there is a place. No kidding. And so that was where all of this dollar bin stuff comes from. I kind of like do a thing. I've kind of developed, I guess everybody does this. You develop your own sort of rhythm for what you look for and where you go and when. And, yeah. yeah. Um, my thing is like, I'll do the, the normal, like look through, I kind of know the days that the new stuff goes out at the places. And then in between those, I'll just like spin, I'll just go and like, all right, I've got an hour and a half and I'll just like fly through the $2 or $1 or whatever bins. And so this place I went, it is in fact the entire basement level of this building. And I got through maybe a, maybe half of it, maybe a third of it. Um, before I was like, I need to go see the sunlight because it's dark down here. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it was basically all from that. Man, it's called Hunky Dory, Ooh, the, Hunky which will Dory. which is a great tie-in for what comes later. That's right. Uh, <laughs> it, were all these like a dollar, or are they just like a couple bucks here, there? Um, not everything is a dollar. I guess I can just, I'll just start with my list. How about that? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so definitely for a dollar, I've got uh, MFSB, Mother, Father, Sister, Brother Band. Yeah. No, wait, sorry. Mother, Father, Sister Band. Um, I talked a little bit about this last time, but uh, this is their second record, Love is the Message. Um, it features uh, the song T-S-O-P or The Sound of Philadelphia, which became the soul train theme. Yeah. And they want to, I believe they want a Grammy for that. Um, (laughs) it is awesome. It kind of sent me into uh, a rabbit hole of sorts, uh, kind of revolving around this, uh, mid to late seventies Philly sound, um, which turns into like the quiet storm of R and B, uh, which is also featured on the list. Um, but yeah, it's like super heavily orchestrated R and B. Uh, there's like 30 people in the band and singers and it's very over the top, but also kind of, it's weird to say reined in and funky, but it is, um, (laughs) it's very good. Um, that was, I think two bucks maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was like 18 copies of it. I don't know. Ah, yeah. Have, yeah. It's like, you're like, why are there so many copies of this record here yeah. right now? Like why? Yeah. Who, which, which guy here bought, kept buying them. And then the boss is like, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, next up the Del Fuegos yeah. Boston mass LP, which is, I believe their first major label record. Gotcha. Um, which maybe is what I think I texted you about this simply because it was a dollar and because Juliana Hatfield talked about the Del Fuegos yeah. in the song, my Before sister they had a record out. <laughs> gold. That's all I ever think of whenever right. I hear that. <laughs> and I'm, I've, I've, I'm ashamed to admit I have never actually listened to the Del Fuegos. And no, I was like, I'm, you know I'm what? there with you. I'm with you. It's a, it's a dollar. I'm going to check it out. It is everything you think uh that it would be um it is kind of a product of that like move from 
late 80s what at the time was i guess indie indie rock world to like early 90s so like the production is still firmly in the 80s there's like the drums on this record are like the loudest thing on earth even as a drummer i'm like guys you need to tone that down (laughs) it's just like so loud but it also has you know there's like a tagline on the record like play this record loud that kind of thing (laughs) so it's like you know they're supposed to be a rock band um but it's really good i mean the songs are great um it's a fun it's fun listen especially for a buck um what else sign the family stone stand found that for a dollar the cover was practically like falling apart, but the album was yeah. like somebody played it like twice. I don't know how that's that great. Works. Yeah, but yeah, I don't either. Um, Cats. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, how did you tear this apart and not ruin the record at the same time? But uh, it's really good. Um, it's a classic. It has all the songs that you know and or have been uh, sampled heavily um, on there. So uh, yeah. Uh, a heavy buy for a dollar. Um, Teddy Pendergrass. Speaking of the Quiet Storm, uh, <laughs> TP so have, and, and Teddy. Okay, so these are two records because I was going to ask you. The the list is TP comma Teddy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I'm certain there are probably two, but I just want to make sure because either way, TP Teddy sounds like a great album title. <laughs> T-P Yo, man, you pick up TP Teddy. Oh yeah, TP so, Teddy. Teddy came first. That was, I think, his second or third record i think it's his third record um it's the one it's the cover that uh, uh what's that guy freddie gibbs i think really yeah. did recently yeah it's it's yeah. basically he just lifted that album cover gotcha. for his freddie record um but it is teddy pentagrass looking at you longingly uh in a very amazing white suit on a red backdrop with there's a lady in some sort of blurring, like they're obviously walking by the camera going to do awesome stuff, <laughs> but he's like locking eyes with you kind of thing. And I think mm. my message to you is like, I'm pretty sure he has told me that he wants to have sex with me. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I and do he, believe and, that was actually, actually texted to me. Yeah. <laughs> and he wants to do it all night long. Uh-huh. Is, I'm, I'm almost positive of that from the first slow down tp slow down yeah i mean it is like wow okay hi i understand now why everybody went crazy um tp is (laughs) (laughs) is another imaginatively titled teddy printing album i guess so um i'll i'll let you figure out what tp stands for yeah um but uh that is number four. So I think it came right after Teddy or there may be one in between there. I can't remember. He, he had a lot like in a very short span of time. Um, but it is kind of an offshoot of that whole Philly sound. Um, he was in Harold Melvin and the blue notes and, you know, wrote, uh, if you don't know me by now or saying, if you don't know me by now, famously for them. And then like basically started getting, all the limelight and then went solo. And then this is, he was like one of the first artists to like split off of like a, a very well-known group and be like, Hey, I'm going to go solo. And then his solo world just shot off like 
astronomically. So much so that he was known as the Black Elvis at a point. Oh, that's interesting. Cause, yeah, because yeah, he had like he built a mansion that was not unlike Graceland and like outside of Philly and like he had the hot car and the whole thing and then got in a crazy accident and was paralyzed from the weight or neck down, I believe. Yeah, 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 it was crazy. Crazy life. Um, but the music is really good, but it is definitely heavy, heavy R and B. <laughs> you have to be in the one to hear respect. Yeah, to hear him longingly tell you about what he really wants to do. Um but there's a song called Love TKO <laughs> yeah. on uh TP that is probably my favorite song in the world right now. Like I can probably hear it two hundred times a day and totally be okay. Like it's just <laughs> I don't know why. It is just so good. Like the the bass playing is just nasty. It's just it's just good. Whatever. Um, what else is on here? Willie Nelson's Stardust classic, a dollar. Classic, a dollar. I mean, because look, I understand why it's a dollar because it sold like four hundred million or something ridiculous. <laughs> but the fact that you can own that for a dollar is like the best dollar you'll ever spend. Yeah, or right. one of the best for sure. So there's a there. That was another. I think there was like ten copies of this thing floating around. Um, <laughs> In the in one basement, so yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean it really um, did sell so much. I mean, I I read <laughs> his book where he was like, you know, the record label didn't want me to actually release this. They didn't think it would sell, and then it, you know, it yeah. sold. Let's just say it sold sold a lot. So right. And when you hear it, you're like, why on earth would nobody want think that nobody wanted to hear this? I mean, I know. Yeah, it's a different era now than it was then and i understand partly yeah. the then well, I think world he pitched it as like i'm gonna do an album of standards and the label was <laughs> like i'm sorry uh you, you're breaking up well what are you gonna do <laughs> <laughs> right i'm sure like, once he turned it in it was off to the races and there it was it yeah. was great so um what else we got here i guess that is on this list that is all of the straight up dollar two dollar stuff yeah um then i got uh three van halen records nothing over like six bucks i don't think yeah Uh yeah yeah. van halen one fair warning in 1984 uh stay tuned for van halen to show up in another edition of best worst bands oh man that'll be a great one i can't wait Uh, two words gary (laughs) sharon yeah no band is better representative of the 50 50 than Van Halen. Like <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh man. I mean, seriously. Like I could just do I could just break it right now. Like just boom, here it is. Great band, horrible band, and we're done. That's the entire <laughs> segment. Like I don't understand what happened. But oh. I I think, you know, you and I have talked about this a little bit. Like I love that band, but there are times when I'm like, I could throw everything they ever made in the trash. I don't know yeah. why. I just I'm like, yeah, I can take it or leave it but i love it but i don't <laughs> whatever well that does deserve its own episode because there are certain things that like i totally geek out about like on the sammy hagar side which most people <laughs> find like yes. a travesty like i yes. sort of have like the soft spot for it and like mm-hmm. i mean i love the david lee roth but like david lee roth in and of himself like post van halen like right it's just it's uh, it could be its own episode. So we'll we'll yes we could rabbit hole on this for forty five <laughs> minutes. So we we we'll yes. save it for another episode. But I can't wait for that one. I can't wait. Oh, Locked yeah. and loaded. 
Oh yeah, it's there. It's there. It kind of writes my itself, car- actually. I'm gonna get my copy of American Gigolo ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crazy from the heat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let's see what else. So those were over. It was like six. Uh, the Cars debut, self-titled. Yeah. Great. Uh, I had already found Candy O somewhere and was looking for a. Uh, a dandy copy of the debut, which is kind of harder to find than one might think. Like it shows up a lot, but then it'll like disappear. And you're like, okay, did everybody just decide to keep it all of a sudden? I don't know what happened. And then like, they show up. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I do think that, um, is all they can do on that one. Uh, yeah, basically every song of theirs that gets played on the radio, except for, like three other songs is on yeah. this record. Oh no no no. I'm thinking um <laughs> I'm thinking Candio. Candio is um, all I can do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I um I love playing I love DJing that song. It's always kind of a it's a good car song to play where people are like, Oh, I forgot how good the song is without it being like we blitzing in the cars. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. another like they are one of those bands there's so many things that I love about them that it's like and i almost forget all of the things until i like start listening and i'm like oh my god like the guitar tones are amazing the the keyboard somehow does not sound cheesy even you know 35 years on like how did they do that how did they pull all of that how did they put all that into one record like they could have stopped after the first one and been like yep now we're still we still wrote a classic done yep yeah but instead, they kept going. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't have the answer Road. for you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Plimsolls, uh, Everything at Once. Uh, that was like f- five bucks, um, which I had been kind of searching for a little bit because I'm obsessed with that song, Million Miles Away. Yeah, um, yeah. I was going to say, isn't that the, the song in there? Let's go. It's just, it's just a, a killer, again, like a mid to late 80s, like power pop pop, like song of songs uh i did some background checking uh i gave this guy a background check uh i ran him through the google (laughs) or just went all political i'm going to talk about background checks Um, (laughs) stay uh, stay calm north carolina come on now uh I, i ran this guy through the database okay and i found out that he's uh uh i guess the lead singer used to be in the nerves who originally which has a great uh great band telephone or yes on the line or something like yes yes which was made famous all over again by blondie blondie yep yep but like their version is really good really Um, good yep but when you hear when you hear them and then you hear the plimsolls like Again, after you're like, oh yeah, how did I not know it was that guy? But um, but yeah, it totally makes sense and makes uh makes for a great record. It's a it's a killer record. Um, what else? What did I miss? Oh, I lied when I said I was done with the dollar stuff. Uh, Pointer Sisters, one of if if I believed in such a thing as uh guilty pleasures, they would be probably top of the list. Um, <laughs> I don't believe in guilty pleasures, so they are just a pleasure. Um horribly this will rope us sort of into what's coming later as well horribly underrated in my 
estimation as a go. group, as a vocal group, as a just as an entity. I think they were amazing ahead of their time. Everybody only knows like you know jump or whatever, but like yeah, the album cuts are just as good as the singles, if not better. But I just think it's weird. I think they're one of those groups that kind of got huge for like a moment and but they really have this like body of work that's like really funky and weird and cool and some of it's not cool i'll be honest but well did they some kind of, of like really cool. i mean did they kind of they kind of kind of start to decline in the sort of disco era which kind of gets played more than anything maybe i don't know i i guess i mean it's weird because they were making records and and you know like they uh they they were singing songs you know like fire which is a bruce springsteen song yeah yeah um like their version is amazing uh and it's it's really kind of different than anytime you ever hear the boss uh do it um but it's it's like they were doing all these great songs and then you know later they get tied into like beverly hills cop <laughs> and things like that it's like they get huge off of that success but it's like i think then they get overlooked then all the rest of it just kind of goes away and so you wind up I, finding them in a the dollar bin i know this is a music podcast but if we ever want to have a podcast just about beverly hills cop i am in done <laughs> done we already started it there it is um and then finally this no is banana on the tailpipe <laughs> this is not I just think it's. A, I'm so excited. Was so big that like and Neutron Dance, they were so big that I think they just kind of lock them in. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. Yeah. Um, they also were one of those groups. Sorry, I'm going to digress one more time. They're also one of those groups that like there are when you look up their discography, there's like 20 albums. Oh, I'm sure. And then they would like repackage them, yeah, like singles or part of yeah. the album for like another album. So it's like hard. It's probably hard for a lot of folks to wade through because they just yeah, kept trying yeah. to make them like superstars and like we're gonna do it this way. No, that didn't stick, so we'll do it this way. And so it's kind of weird. But when you find the OGs, which you can for apparently for a dollar, um, you get multiples of them. Like I got uh, so excited, energy and uh, special things, and they're all great. So there you go. Um, and then, uh, finally, and this will wrap it all up nicely. Uh, uh, these were not a dollar, um, but I got, uh, scary monsters and super creeps and, uh, let's dance by David Bowie, of course. And, uh, they kind of speak for themselves, but, uh, scary monsters and super creeps is probably my number one of Mr. Bowie's. Um, so that was a cool find. Uh, Let's Dance is probably number one and a half. So, <laughs> <laughs> as a matter of fact, I listened it's, to it. It's like one one point three, one point three. Yeah, um, I own two so, copies of that record. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ugh. and it's again, it's another one. Like you hear the singles, yes, but when you dig into like that second side, oof, cat yeah, people, great. yeah. Uh, ricochet so, anywho we'll talk more about that later we are turn, we're going sir. to uh we're going to um we're kind of doing an untitled segment unless you thought of something really clever here 
Uh, David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> we're 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 gonna go in a Bowie hole, I guess. After, yep. oh. uh, <laughs> yeah. Somebody look that up on the Urban Dictionary, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that a, is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, that's a lot of stuff. I'm impressed. I'm 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 very impressed. Again, like I said to you, I was like, I know this looks like a lot because it is, but it's literally like 98 percent of that was like a dollar. So no, seriously. I was, well, I mean, you know, I was very I psyched. Mean, actually, looking at my list, I mean, there's you know, like seven or eight, and they were all, you know, you know, probably under, by the time it's all said and done, you know, $80, $85 for all of them. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, that's where, yeah, that's where it's like, it's getting harder for me to do like, you know, even when I was shopping for these, I I saw the new uh, Nirvana LP and it was $30. And I was just like, oh man, (laughs) like I'm getting so cheap. (laughs) I mean, the only reason I got it was because, the pre-order price was like super stupid low from like Amoeba out in LA. And I was like, all right, fine, I'll do it. Cause I know it'll be more in like two weeks. So yeah, that's smart. And I love that Um, record. So all of mine. So I, let's see, I'll start with the two, um, two at the bottom here because I kind of just, um, one of them I just ordered and then the other one, um, I, I found, after DJing, and then all the others are kind of in one nice chunk. So the Hammered Hole 7-inch, which is like a, yes. a Discord release, which... Um, Arrived I mean, at my door two days ago. Did I it? It's, it's I didn't seven put it on inch, the list because right? I hadn't heard it yet. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I think it's got four songs on it, maybe three or four yeah. songs. And it's basically like, all you have to do is... All Discord has to do is send me an email and it says, we have a band. We're releasing a 7-inch by a band with... Mary Timoney and Alec McKay and I'm like or McKay and I'm like all right I'm done and uh here's my eight dollars or whatever it was do you know what I mean so um I've always thought Alec is kind of like um he reminds me of oh man and why am I spacing on the director's name um Oh, I'm totally spacing on it. The guy who made all the movies and his brother's always in it. Why am I spacing? He's in Andy Griffith. What's that guy's name? The kid from Andy Griffith. Why am I oh, Ron Howard. Ron Howard. So, yeah. you know Ron Howard's brother? It's always in the yeah. movies. He always kind of yeah. has that like crazy face. That's kind of <laughs> always reminds me a little bit of like right. Alec. Because he kind of just looks totally different than mm-hmm. than Ian. But um, it's exactly what I would have expected. It's just, uh, you know, uh, a nice... Uh, well, it's three songs, so it's just a uh, nice, loud three songs. Um, yeah, this says here was recorded in a single day in her ear, so I mean, what what more do you need? So, right. pretty much anything with Mary Timoney, I, I buy it. So, isn't uh, kind of a no brainer? It's Mark Cisneros and uh, Chris Brad? Wilson, Wilson from uh, yep. Ted Leo's band, yeah, that's right. Which yeah. that's another thing. If when I hear him playing drums, I'm like, yep, that's good. Yep. Bring easy, easy. Great drummer. Um, yeah. I also got a, and I could probably save this for our jazz conversation, but I think I can go ahead and yeah. mention it now because I'm in a oh, weird great. sort of like Chick Korea thing right now, which is like yeah. that's just like I think I, I think as soon as I say like oh I'm really into Chick Korea right now, like AARP shows up with like a pamphlet <laughs> on my front door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But um, yes. I got There's a lot a, of that uh, on the jazz list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, um, God. So I, I picked up the uh, Return to Forever, uh, which was sort of his jazz fusion band. Um, but the album, the thing that basically sold me on it is like the cover is like waves with guys drawn heads and then like birds <laughs> flying. And it's called yes. Hymn of the Seventh Galaxy. So I'm good. like, yeah, I can do this. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. I mean, like, you know, you flip it over and I'm like, this kind of looks interesting. Like, you yep. know, wonder what it's about. And like the first three <laughs> songs are called Hymn of the Seventh Galaxy, After the Cosmic Rain, and Captors, Captain Senior Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's not actually what sold me on it. You flip it over and it's called Track 4 is Theme to the Mothership. Done. Yep. And then yep. Space Circus Parts 1 through 2. So that was kind of a no-brainer, but... Um, I found this after DJing um, a couple weeks ago and um, and grabbed it. They have like this ton of like jazz stuff that I'm not that familiar with. And I, I kind of keep making sure I don't go too, too far on it. You know what I mean? And buy right. like so much stuff that I'm just kind of out of it. But um, all that sort of like 70s-ish, like I'm just really kind of getting into that weird like jazz, jazz fusion stuff. And yeah. Um, um, this does not disappoint. I'll just say that. So, right. Um, it's great. I mean, listening to all this stuff just makes me realize like, Oh, this is basically what jam bands are. Do you know what I mean? Like they're all right. just like fusion rock. That's what it is. Absolutely. You know, it's like, Oh man. Okay. Um, but it's a great, great record. Um, and, and so much we... of that stuff became, uh, hip hop. I mean, yeah. Like yeah. so much, that's kind of what I'm doing with my list is like, and it'll be, it'll show up easily. But like a lot of it is like, oh yeah, that that got sampled here and that got sampled here. Da da. Like I want to hear the the whole thing, you know. Yep. And and then you like that's a whole other rabbit hole. But yeah, well, it's, I hate it's to amazing. say that I'm like this sort of like petty of a jazz fan, but like if it has enough people on there that I've heard of and it looks interesting and it's got some kind of weird song titles or whatever great cover art or whatever and it's a good price i'll usually pick it up and just see what it sounds like do you know what i mean right so yep that was right in there with that and so i uh yeah i grabbed it and was not disappointed so nice um so then we were in huntsville alabama alabama um, over labor day weekend and there's a great store there called vertical house records which a friend of mine it's so, it's so crazy he and I grew up in the same neighborhood. Like when we were, you know, really young, his, I think he played sports with like my sister. He's a couple years younger than me. So, um, and he's got this great store, um, in Lowe's mill in Huntsville called vertical house records. So I swung by there. He always has so much stuff. It's like, it just feels yeah. like, um, I don't know. Like I love traveling and hitting up stores because I think there's just such a healthy, which this is good. There's a healthy, record buying audience here in nashville that um i think it keeps stores stocked more you know like it, it they're not quite as stocked as they could be maybe in some other places so right um and uh so yeah i just walked in and i was like whoa but like, <laughs> it was myself <laughs> emily the boys and my mom who fell asleep <laughs> on the couch while i was shopping <laughs> is that where the picture that i saw was from yeah yeah oh, wow well, he, he has a great, like, Sega Genesis or some old-school thing hooked up to a small TV, so the boys were fine. They were just over there playing that. I mean, they went and picked out two. They they got two records for themselves, some hip-hop stuff, and then um, 
and then they gave those to, or they just held on to those. And I was like, okay, well, I've got like these eight to 10 racks to go through. So, right. and even when I got everything, I took it up to the front and Andy was like, oh, these are just in two, like four more crates. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I had to go through all those again. So, um, but the, um, the first thing I found was game theory, which is the big shot or the album name is the big shot chronicles. Yeah. So, um, I remember the game theory, band name from sort of that same Athens book that I was reading and even though they're not um, an Athens band or a North Carolina band or anything of that nature they're uh, a Mitch Easter band which is kind of what uh, we talked about last week so right. he produced this record I think it's like 1985 so it's just right up there with that same like jangly pop sound that you know that I'm just really really actually the next five records are all <laughs> yeah. in that same bucket do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah they are so um, the next one I got was Big Plans for Everybody by Let's Active. So I yes. I talked about them last week. So again, just right back in that same situation. Great you know, jangly pop band. Those were like really decently priced. And so it's so funny because I, I've been looking for them forever and haven't found them. And they're both there. And I was like, whoa. And then. I was like, you know what I never see? And, I, you know, you know when you kind of only have limited times, so you're like, I'm just going to go to certain letters. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yep. I was kind of in a, like a, I was streaming a lot of Robin Hitchcock lately. And I was like, oh, man, I should check and see if maybe they have a Robin Hitchcock record. <laughs> three. <laughs> <laughs> and I just bought all three. Like, I literally told Andy, I was like, oh, I'm just cleaning you out of your Robin Hitchcock. He was like, that's cool. But um, I've got, <laughs> I got two Robin Hitchcock and the Egyptian albums. So the first is Queen Elvis. And then Globe of Frogs, and then um, a solo one called Invisible Hitchcock. Yes. Um, all of which, again, like those, that was one visit. The Game Theory, Let's Active, and three Robin, Hitch- Robin Hitchcock records were all from Vertical House. So it was just right. kind of this perfect little nugget. I think I sent you a text like, this is what I just got, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I was excited to find all those there. And um, yeah, man, it was, it was great. And I've been really enjoying, you know, going through them all and listening to them. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I guess I should have. I guess I should have uh, specified a little bit. I didn't get all of the all of my records from the same place, but yeah. <laughs> the yeah, big dollar well, this... bin I was telling you about was at the one place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I've um, it's been kind of a crazy couple weeks, so I haven't had much time. And actually, right. the last okay. So here's my note to you. I sent you like eight bullet points with records and then i just yep. underneath there said man there's so many more but i'll keep it here for now because <laughs> right. i'm just remembering a couple more i bought but me too um, on labor day <laughs> so after that i got home and monday they were having a 20 percent off sale at the great escape here in murfreesboro Oof. and specifically emily wanted to go because they had a bob ross cut out like oh, wow. um for sale and yeah. it, so, um, but everything in the store is twenty percent off. So I was like, "Oh, let's go that day and get the cutout because it'll be twenty percent off, obviously, right?" Yep. And so I went in there, and I had just been in there. Like, this is how sick it is. I had just been in there on Friday, and um, I know the guy who works there. So I was like, "Hey, Paul, did you guys put anything out?" And he was like, "Like a box." Do you know what I mean? So I kind of skimmed yeah. through, but couldn't really find anything. But then I was like, "Man, if everything's twenty percent off, I'll scan the CDs." And that's where I found a whole great stack of. Not only jazz, but like more Mitch Easter and, you know, yeah. like all these other CDs, you know, and like we walked out of there spending like 30 bucks on a ton of stuff. And I was like, this yeah. is awesome. So, right. Yeah. So those are the days. Those are the yep. days you're like, yes. 
it could always be like this. Yeah, I mean, it makes it great, you know, because <laughs> right. it's just so much. It's fun when, and I guess this is kind of where I'm going with a lot of this stuff right now. Like, it's fun when you kind of get stuck in like a, like a, it's like almost like a, a mini niche, if you will. Do you know what I mean? Right. Where it's like kind of where I'm at right now after reading about some of these bands. And then I and then I think to myself, oh, it'd be cool if I could find some Robin Hitchcock records. And you find three, and you're just like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, you know. And um, yeah. or like the game theory and let's act of all that stuff. So it's fun when you're just, you know, when I guess I guess I'm being long winded here, but when you're hoping to find something, and then all of a sudden you find you just keep finding them every time you go out. It's been awesome. So yes, yes, yeah, yeah, right. So, um, Indeed. and I do think. I know we're about to talk um, yep. David Bowie here, but I do think we both um, probably have both spent money this week on the uh, REM monster reissue, right? Uh, that, is, that is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> that is an absolute fact. So I saw the guy who wrote the liner notes tweet about it, and I was like, oh, and I like clicked the link. And that took me to the Amazon link or whatever. But I think he was early on it because I was sending it he to people was. and they couldn't find it. And <laughs> he totally I went to was. REM's pages and they couldn't find it and all their Instagram or whatever. So it was kind of cool because by the time they announced it, I was like, oh, man, yeah. And yeah. he sent it to me. I was like, I already ordered it, you know. So I'm yeah. super excited about that. And um, I have to say that I obviously bought the 2LP version because, you know, yep. you got the regular issue. And then you've got the Scott Litt re, uh, remix, which I think yep. would be very, very interesting. But um, but man, I'm really tempted that five CD box. Oof. Oof. <sighs> yeah. Why do you do that? It's rough. <laughs> so painful. <laughs> it's rough. But they've been doing that with all of them. All those reissues are like the the CD version. You're like, oh come on, dude. I know. It's I know. Like, oh, we collected every every B side we ever wrote and yep. for this record, and we put yep. it in here and a live Good show point. and two other live shows and the and the the one time I made a quilt. It was great. Oh man, you know what that reminds like, me what? of? What are you talking about? I totally bought a 45 jukebox single of Everybody Hurts, which I totally don't need, but I bought it just because <laughs> I forget what the song is on the B side, but like I'm sort of at the point now where whenever I see an REM 45 or you know, seven inch jukebox, right. whatever, I'll just pick it up because I'm like, it's a couple yep. of bucks and it's cool to have it. So, yeah, but yeah, so because they really um, they milked that format for all it was worth, like, yeah, they did. They did. You would always get a weird something on the on the B side, always. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Which is fun when people <laughs> kind of put thought into it. You know what I mean? Not right. just put like, actually, yes, that is true. However, I have bang and blame uh, jukebox <laughs> 45. And uh, the B side is just the instrumental version, which is kind of cool. Uh, but yeah. for the label, probably just did that one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just yeah, like yeah, in yeah. The, the paper sleeve, white sleeve or whatever. So Right. Um, all right. So anyway, but yes, very excited about that reissue because to me monster was an album that when it came out i just did not like it and um and i can't explain why and i have right. in the last two years completely sort of fallen back in love with it and it all started with strange currencies that's the that song kind of that song Ugh. is so classic rem not on an rem record that it just stands up that much more and then kind of once that got me through the door then i kind of went back and listened to everything I think what's the frequency Kenneth was just so overplayed when it came out that I was just a little over it. You know what I mean? So, right. Um, but man, a uh, great record. I'm very excited that it's getting reissued. Yeah. Least. My, my love affair with that record started. I mean, I 
was the opposite. I loved it from moment one. Yeah. Uh, but my friend uh, Will and I in high school like planned on the day that it came out. Like we're going, we're going to yeah. uh, Turtles Records and Tapes yeah, that's in awesome. Carrollton, Georgia. We're going to go there yeah. right after high school, and we're going to get it. And like we, yeah. I remember us sitting there debating like whether to get the like hard bound book version yep. or like the single CD version. Like, I don't have enough money for the other guys. I know. So it's like, okay, I'll just get this one. Yep. Um, we went and saw them on that tour in Atlanta. Awesome. It was like, like there's so much wrapped around that. There's like, there's no way I was going to not love that record. Yep. Um, it's awesome. But I will say that I fell out of love with it somewhat, but strange currencies. <laughs> Was oh. the the song that like just got me like right right back in? Oh. Yeah. Oh. It's it's so good. Hard, and hard it was explain. what is the other song? Oh man, God, there's so much goodness on that record. But the, there's the other like piano, uh, like ballady sort of guy. Oh, oh I can't remember. I'm blanking it. on it. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It's a great song, and it also like I remember listening to that and just being like, "Man, this is a crusher. This is like yeah. a soul crusher. Like you're just like, yeah, this is like." Would you say is... it's a crush with eyeliner? <laughs> <laughs> it could uh... very well have been. A Are you talking about "I Don't Sleep by Dream"? No, hold on. I'm what the irony is up. about this record too is like "Star 69" is like. That, you know, I know you called, you know, they keep repeating that over and over. Totally irrelevant in today's right. time. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, it's like hip-hop artists rapping about their beepers, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, I believe it is the, the next song, Tongue. Oh, okay. Interesting. That song gets me every time. There you go. And I don't... Check it out. It, it just... I don't know, man. It's like one of those Michael Stipe moments where it's like his voice is like so... There's nothing else. It's very, very naked awesome. <laughs> as a vocal. Like, it's just like, I'm just singing and there's a piano and we're done and I'm out. That's like, awesome. See you. Anyways. All right. So, um, we, we were up. texting earlier this week right. about some things to talk about and somehow <clears throat> we were batting some things around and I was, uh, and then all of a sudden you brought up David Bowie and I was like, let's just talk about David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. So true. Yep. We don't so really... here we are talking about David Bowie. We don't really have anything that necessarily like, um, we're not picking on him like we've done maybe with Aerosmith nope. or, uh, no. you know, this is more of like uh, adoration and, uh, but within, yes. within, you know, within reason, but just sort of, um, I don't know. I think the conversations that a lot that we have a lot of times are, you know, artists that have sort of transcend transcended stardom in a way that people maybe sort of take them for granted. I don't know yep. if that's if you feel that way. And I've I've definitely run <clears throat> into some people over the years that just weren't Bowie fans, and based on everything else that they liked, it always caught me by surprise. And then, right. of course, the flip side is you meet some people and that's like all they listen to do you know what i mean so you got to be careful <laughs> right. not to find yourself with with really with you know spending too much time with either but um but i think that there's a lot i mean because of his the way his career was just so kind of random and changed so many times that i think people sort of forget um and maybe they don't maybe i'm just being weird here but i think that <laughs> 
I don't know. I think that, you know, he could just, it's underappreciated is not really the right way either, but I think people always go back to certain, let me put it this way. This is what I think what I'm trying to say. People go back to certain songs and they just sort of stay there and they never really branch out into all the other things. So it's kind of like the Tom Petty greatest hits thing where it's like for years, all I really did was listen to David Bowie's greatest hits. And you're just like, okay. Then once you really start going through the catalog and the discography, you can just really get lost in it. And I think right. that's what happened um, with me, a, you know, a refresher after he passed away. And I yes. know you're just picking up those um, those two LPs. So feel free to expound a little bit further as, as kind of what I'm saying here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's I think first and foremost, I think his is a daunting catalog to just like figure out a jumping in point if you're not familiar which would be hard to believe that somebody's not. But if you're not familiar with anything other than, you know, uh, changes. Well, or here's, here's a question to fame you. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Here's an interesting question. So let's say Cash and Andrew just turned 16, come up to you, and right. they're like, what's the David Bowie record I should start <clears throat> with? Because they would, they, they, the only, the only Bowie they really know is anything that's been in a space movie, <laughs> you know, or, you, right. know, right. you know, you know, like anything licensed at that level. But like, that's right. a tough question because you have to be like, what well, kind of what, what stage of the career do you want? Do you want like right. the sci-fi? Do you want the glam? Do you want like the, you know what I mean? That's right. That's I think is what makes it, uh, makes it challenging, I which think is what I'm, you were saying. It's a great point. Right. I think, you know, you got a guy who's got 25 records. Yeah. Like, and I think I was reading a thing, kind of reading up on him uh, before this call that uh, I think he put there were five, five separate changes in his like, like complete and utter like sea changes yes. in like 70 to 80. Like, he, wow. He did, or something like, it was something stupid. Like, even, maybe it's even like 77 to 80, something stupid. Like in like five years time, basically he switched so fast, like that, like it makes something like they were comparing it to like radio head going from okay. Computer to kid a, and they're like, yeah. So imagine doing that shift, which at the time was huge and dramatic. Now, given hindsight, it's like, no, it made sense. But at the time it was like, what have they done? But imagine doing that every year for like five years straight yeah, <laughs> and just being like, and you're going to have to accept this is just what I do. Yeah. yeah. Just having like, the cojones to do it even. Just, it's just what like, I do. There you go. Yep. Um, I think to the question of like what you would tell somebody like the boys, uh, I mean, you would say there's a part of me that's like you'd give them let's dance and be like, go digest this thing because yeah. it's going to speak to all the all the R&B and all the hip hop and all the everything that you probably know now it's going to speak to all that but in a in a different way and in yeah. a different era yeah um i i personally came originally kind of came to it via i guess after i moved to DC uh i was weirdly listening to a lot of Gary Newman and yeah. mm-hmm. uh then I got into Ziggy, the Ziggy Stardust record. Yep. And those two, which are like strangely like symbiotic 
<laughs> like it was like a Gary Newman like premiere hits CD that I got for like cheap or something. It was like super great because it was like two CDs worth of songs that I didn't really know existed besides yep. whatever Gary Newman did. And then the, the Ziggy Stardust stuff, I was like, wow, these kind of make sense together. But I just fell in love with the Ziggy Stardust thing. Um, but I'd already always loved Suffragette City as like mm-hmm. a song. I thought it was like yeah, the like song. I thought it was like almost like a quintessential rock and roll song. Mm-hmm. Like it was like up there with like Johnny Be Good or something. Like that's how I yeah. felt about that song. Um yep. but it still didn't like wreck my world. Like I loved that record, but it didn't like tear me apart or like make me think about things differently. Um I don't think I mean, after that, I guess the song Heroes and specifically the song Heroes in the second half when he does that like sort of like Bowie yell thing, when he does that, like I will almost have to pull the car over still. (laughs) Like I'm like, man, this is like, that's another one of those like naked vocal moments where it's like, you know, he just walked in there and was like, maybe nobody was really expecting him to do that. Yep. Or maybe he was just so good at controlling his vocals, which I think he probably was that he was just like, you know, this is take 560 and I still got all this in me and I'm going to just let her rip one more time. Yep. Maybe this is the one, you know, that one floored me. But then when I got to, I'd already had let's dance. I'd already love that. Cause I mean, you have, that's basically chic is the band on that yes on that record so it's like you're not gonna fail i'm sorry and you got like that's like stevie ray vaughn's like first recorded appearance or something like that yeah it's like ridiculous like all those solos like yeah okay that's not bad um but if you go one record back super creeps or scary monsters and super creeps that now i'm convinced is like that is like the moment there you go (laughs) That to me is the moment where it, and I, I forgot to look this up. I was going to look it up and see at which point in his career that came. I, I feel like it's, it is almost exactly midway. And I feel like he almost. Be. It's 1980. Yes. Which is a talk for another day because I've just figured out. I had one of those moments of like going through records and looking at dates and like, oh my God, everything I love is from like 78 to like 84. it's like oh my god yeah um um, but this one that one like from the album cover which is like like arty and weird and kind of scary to the music is also weird and arty and kind of unnerving yeah like even the single, like Ashes to Ashes, like the big single, yeah, is like a song about him. It's basically him like fessing up to like, I was on cocaine in a way that you will never understand. Yep. <laughs> and I almost lost everything and was like in a weird apartment and talking to like a stuffed animal and stuff. And it was weird. Yeah. And now I came back, but like, I, you know, he's like referencing Mr. Tom or yeah. Major Tom and the whole yep. thing. And like, he's like, it's like this weird, like benchmark moment. Mm-hmm. And then you 
You got like fashion on there, which is like this again, it's like another like Bowie like funk jam. Yeah. And you got the one that kills me is Scream Like a Baby, which is like Bowie doing like industrial, like before yeah. there is industrial. Like yep. and that's the thing. He's like <laughs> he's like weirdly inventing and like redirecting music on that record all in one shot. It's like mm-hmm. it's like it's new wave, but before it's actually there is such a thing like no wave and new wave like no wave has happened but like new wave really hasn't taken hold yet but he's already doing it <laughs> and it's and it's also features robert fripp of course because yeah what episode of ours would be complete <laughs> without robert we're fripp definitely reference. on a roll um anyways uh i could keep going but i think i mean for my money that one-two punch of uh, scary monsters and super creeps and let's dance are like huge, but I think scary monsters is like the jam. Like it's a great moment to like if you can tap in for that ride and just take it and be like, wow. <laughs> well, what he just, just seems to sort of like come out of the. He seems to seems to go really big right as the like right in the middle of a year, like a, a decade. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it's like, yeah. you know, like Ziggy is seventy two, Aladdin Sane seventy three, Diamond Dog seventy four. You know, well the seventies <laughs> is crazy because then it's like he's also doing Station to Station, Low, and then Heroes. I don't even understand how that works. And then right. But like he's got that Lodger record, which is one that I've I don't own and I always want to spend more time with. But um, and then but then it's like yeah, it's like let's dance, let's dance, and then tonight, you know, um, kind of back to back, you know, with Scary Monsters kicking that off. It just seems like he's just sort of like laying the groundwork to just kind of always come out of the like just to just to nail you with something that you're not expecting, you know. Though right. it's interesting, I actually bought I found like a CD copy of Earthling. You remember that one from 97? Yes. Like, yes. So the whole thing about Earthling, right, was like that was when he and Reznor got together. Yes. And that was a hard record to digest. And it still is, in my opinion, yes. today. Like, even yes. listening to it, like, you could just feel the weight of the music in the room. Like, just, you know, everyone was sort of like, okay, uh, you know, it's like, okay, well, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll try something else for a little bit. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. Cause that's like, that is like the heavy sort of like industrial type, you know, in your face record I and mean, that crazy video for I'm afraid of Americans or whatever. Yes. You know? Oh man. But what I realized too, is like, again, and it's sort of like, we kind of had this conversation with Tom Petty. Like they their catalog is so diverse that when they pass away, you realize you didn't, I didn't listen to the next day, which came out in 13. I didn't, yep. I didn't listen to reality, which came out in 03 or heathen and 02. Right. You know, like there are all these other, and I'm like, man, I always thought I was a David Bowie fan, but maybe I'm not really, you know, <laughs> like, right. Because I haven't really digested all of this other material. And then, and then someone, I remember when he passed away, someone was like, I love lodger. That's the yeah. sleeper one for me. And I'm like, what yeah. is Lodger? I don't, you yeah. know, like it just totally misses you because, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a huge like monstrous hit, I guess. And so you're like, cool. Right. Now I get to go back because I think part of when someone leaves on an, like unexpectedly like this is then you're like, I just need to hear as much as I can. 
and you're comforted by the songs you know but then after a while you're like man i i it's like I'll never get another record. And then you start to remember, oh, wait, there's records I've never heard, which is kind of like getting a new Bowie record. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, right. because you just never, never really spent that much time with it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking now at the list of albums and realizing that, yes, in fact, Scary Monsters and Super Creeps is basically the middle point, which makes yeah. kind of perfect sense. Yeah. Um, but I like in going through and get kind of getting ready for us doing this call like i went back and like because i i lost it after probably uh, maybe let's dance and then i i listened i remember to the 10 machine records because i was like what he's doing like a rock and roll thing like an actual like straight up rock thing like wow and then i remember being like okay and then like he kind of became this thing that was like, I think I read something somewhere I wrote where it's like, instead of like leading, like showing you where music was going to go, it seemed like in his own way, he was kind of trying to catch up all of a sudden. Like he had like kind of lost his mojo until he did, until he did the heathen record, I believe was the one that they referenced is like, yeah, this was the moment where he kind of started to come back. Um, either earthling or heathen i think it was heathen and then um i listened to a good chunk of uh black star the other day which is just like i mean there is no other record on this earth that sounds like dying (laughs) more than that record like i know i know it sounds like it sounds like it sounds like not like a machine is falling apart it sounds like like you are falling apart like yep it sounds like exactly what is happening to him like and i don't know how i don't ever want to know what world they had to inhabit to like conjure that sound but like it is it's crazy like it makes radiohead quite honestly it makes them look like they're faking it (laughs) so because it's just so good at emoting like but but the other thing about that record that blew me away when it came out was it's like a jazz record do you know what i mean like like so like um i was looking this up earlier um uh donnie is it donnie mccaslin i guess that's how you say it it's a saxophone player in there who's actually released a couple things since then and i've i've checked them out i haven't really kind of gone deep on it but i checked them all out but I think the thing for me was not only did this turn out because he passed away two days after the album came out, but not <laughs> yeah. only did it turn out to be his last album, but it's sort of like this avant-garde masterpiece of like, oh, by the way, guys, I could have just phoned it in. But no, here you go. Um, right. You know, like it's just not what you would expect at all. And it's like, here's right. a 10 minute, you know, title track for the first <laughs> song so good and it's going in between like electronic music and jazz and it's sort of like i think this is what it was for me it was like you took all the elements of bands i like and you put it all in the one and then you sang over it and that kind of made it perfect you know what i mean and right and it was sort of like a swan song like it's just a perfect like that record then made me really and i know this sounds weird but it's like i think when people sometimes when people pass away I know when a lot of when David Bowie passed away, a lot of people said to me like, "Oh, I've just been listening to so much 
like David Bowie and they were kind of all referencing the stuff that they knew. And right. I was like, you have to listen to Black Star. Like, yes. But it was almost, and I think this is where it kind of divides the pack a little bit. Like, it is challenging enough to where if somebody just wants to hear, like, Gene Genie, they're not yeah. going to listen to Black Star. Do you know what I mean? And I think right. that's what made it so great as sort of like the final record because it's still, he's like, I got to go, but I'm going to leave you with this to digest right. while I'm gone. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. I'm not going to make it easy for you. And it's like, right. whoa, you know? Yeah, because the last for the last 18 months, I have secretly known that this, this is coming. And yeah. so with that time, I'm going to make a record. <laughs> and you bet your sweet bippy, I'm going to reference the fact that I'm dying. And yeah, but it, it, musically it's, so progressive, the way it sounds, just the way it mixes yeah. all the different instrumentation. You're just like, how did you do that? And I didn't realize, uh, again, going back through all this stuff, like I was, oh man, he did it again. He like, you know, in, I guess it's in the first, yeah, in the title track, mm -hmm. which he dropped as like a mini movie video because <clears throat> it's it is 11 minutes long uh he he's talking about major tom again so he is talking about himself in this weird like removed way yeah. again yeah. which makes it even more poignant because he he knows he knows that we didn't know yep he knows that he's gonna die <laughs> you're just like well like after the fact you're like oh good lord and then you've got all all the like little Easter eggs in the album art that, you know, supposedly he didn't even know all of the things that the dude put in there. And like, yeah, it's, it's just, it's insane, but it's like the perfect cap for yeah. that artist's career. Like, yeah, I agree. I mean, he's just like, I, and I, I don't mean to, you know, you border on sounding like there, oh, there's no, there'll never be anybody ever to compare to that guy or whatever it's like yeah I, I honestly don't know that there will be honestly but also it's like he had his calculated moves sure uh you know he did certain things that benefited his place in the quote-unquote music industry it wasn't all just like art <laughs> for art's sake he, he did have know? a sidestep with mick jagger <laughs> yes he did he did <laughs> multiple things that you can look back and be like, what were you doing right then at that moment? What was, what was in the noggin was like, Coke. <laughs> yeah. Like how much, how much were you actually on? <laughs> um, but like, but when you look at, and he's not alone in this, but like when you look at the breadth of the whole thing and especially his case is special because of the way it wrapped up, you know, like yeah, you drop a, so. you drop a record that sounds like that record. And then two days later you pass away <laughs> like that makes everything special. Like at that point, it's like, whoa, like, no, really, it really kind of does. And yeah, you're almost like you got to just <laughs> go back and pay attention all over again. Do you know what I mean? It's like, crazy. right. You're like, did he know he was going to die at that moment? Like in 1972, did he know that he was going to die then? <laughs> you're like, That's so weird. Was he, was he moving this entire thing towards that? Yep. <laughs> We well, you know because it's uh, yeah crazy. Well, one of the things that Emily and I were joking about last week after she listened to the podcast of a, a, a faithful listener, if you will, Aww. but she was she was picking on uh, not picking on, but she was kind of talking about the deep dive on Aerosmith, which I think most people are like, <laughs> can you really do that? 
But for her, a lot of it was a lot of like, yeah, you forget about all that stuff, you know? And I think that that's right. worth remembering for, right. you know, to, for an artist like David Bowie is like, when you start talking about all these albums, there's just, and I think what I would want is for somebody that's listening to this, be like, not get caught up in whether or not David Bowie deserves appreciation, which is kind of how I kick things off. And it's, you know, I mean, whatever, that's kind of a trite argument. But really, it's like, go through the list. Now, with streaming abilities, all you have to do is just go to the albums, right? And just right. pull up the one that you've never listened to from front to back, you know, and right. give it a spin. And there's going to probably be more than one, to be honest. And, right. you know, and just be like, oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't really ever think about this, you know? Right. Because, I mean, you remember, I mean, I remember uh, I was probably second grade maybe and mtv was on in the morning before i went to school you had much cooler parents than i did (laughs) (laughs) and i watched uh i think i remember the under pressure video coming on and being like what is this and it it ignited my love in for two bands at once you know two artists at once happened and just like oh my god i will and then say I was, you know yeah go ahead uh no i was just of age to like you know then witness live aid and all yep. those things and like see like queen do this like quasi comeback you know moment yep. like bowie play like i made ozzy watch bowie play at live aid and it's like good lord so good <laughs> i will say that if you ever want to test a good sound system uh, under pressure is an excellent song too to do so with that's it's just mixed really well and and yep. just the way things sound it's just it's a good sounding you know it's really a pop song but just all the instrumentation right. is really spaced out well and it, it to me yep. is a really great great thing to sort of uh crank and uh and let your speakers uh give your speakers a little bit of an exercise yeah they have you ever read any of that fun stuff about how uh how hard bowie fought to not get that released oh no (laughs) he like he fought them tooth and nail about yeah because they wanted to release it as like a queen song and he was like nope and they're like what (laughs) and they're like we ask you to come and sing on this song i think we're gonna probably put this out (laughs) yeah right and he was like no no you're not and we're gonna re-record it or we're gonna redo whatever and then we'll do it and he's like no 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 and there was much fighting back and forth apparently before i think they finally just kind of were like yeah we're just gonna do this sorry like yeah you can't you can't really <laughs> you can't fight this one dude <laughs> this is going on the queen record that's right yeah well i think that's kind of what you know for you know even you when you and i were kind of like throwing around some ideas to talk about you know when i when we were just like let's just talk about david bowie's like there's no real agenda <laughs> you know it's right. just fun to talk about and you know you kind of you kind of miss knowing that he's not cooking something else up, you know, because when you drop yeah. like star, you're like, Oh, that's what you've been cooking up. Holy cow. You know? So right, you've been saving to, that one. Yeah. You know, so to, to think that, um, to think that's not going to happen again, is sort, is sort of, um, you know, it's obviously sad, but it's good to be able to go back and, you know, kind of revisit all the weird stuff that, you know, he's done that people don't really reference a lot. And, yeah. You know, that's why, honestly, like I, I, you know, like when I picked up Earthling on CD, I was like, I'm probably, this is not going to be my <laughs> most favorite one. Do you know what I mean? But it was like right. 50 cents and I was like, I still want it. Do you know what I mean? And, right. 
you know, gave it a good couple of listens and, you know, go back and reference it and listen to it again, probably even after this and all those other yep. things, you know? So that's yep. what makes it fun, I think. If you ever get a chance, there's a documentary called, I think they've done now a couple, but I only saw one and it's called Five Years. Yes, I've seen it. It's great. Oh, God. Because uh, so Matt Rogers is in that, right? When he kind of talks about how when David, you know, David Bowie walks in and he's like, I kind of want to do something more pop and he just sort yeah. of like sings i think he just sings the the uh just kind of comes up with something on the top of his head i can't remember and it turns into like one of the major hits or whatever yeah. but i think this was kind of coming out of like the glam rock stuff and like the and then you know and then uh, next thing you know he's in suits and they're dancing and right. he's got neon lights everywhere and it was just like that quick of a transformation and now right. rogers was like only he could do that so right that's a great documentary i think it's on yeah it was on Netflix when I saw it, but I think it may be on like an Amazon or something along those lines too. So yeah, it's great. there it's was, great. it's great because they talked to his actual like band members. They talked to Carlos yeah. Alomar who played guitar with him for like, for like 30 years or something. Yeah. Stupid. Like, and, and is responsible for just as much like awesome guitar playing on the records as like yep. Robert Fripp or anybody else gets credit for. Yep. But like just hearing those guys talk about, yeah, this is what he, like originally fame sounded like this. And then like he came in and said, what if we did this thing? And I was like, you mean like this? And he was like, yes. And then suddenly it's a completely different song. (laughs) And now we're off to the races and now fame is the song, you know, he's like, and we never played it another way. Like that was the only way to do it. So yeah, it's great. Well, I think one of the ways that, or our usual ways of ending things up are um, where we usually pick things to buy. <laughs> and oh, after God. going through this list, most people probably think we're sick. If they've, if they've made it this far, like, really? You guys are going to talk about what you hope to find after you've just talked about all the stuff you did buy? What are you, crazy? Right. Um, but, um, right. but I don't know. I, um, I don't know if there's something that, that's calling your name right now or just, just a basement where you may, may stumble on anything. I, that's always fun for me, too. Yeah, I was about to say, it's probably going to uh, – you'll probably receive a text of, like, here's my next dollar, you know? Yeah. Because um, I think – I mean, there's still, there's still one – for sure one Pointer Sisters record that I want to get, which was the, the one that has all the, like, huge – jams on it i can't yeah i'm spacing on the name but it's like yeah the great remix yeah right they remixed all the like i'm so excited and jump and put it on with neutron dance and automatic and something else and like made a a record out of it (laughs) yeah and it's really 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 good but that's the one that I yeah. do want to pick up that Nirvana Live and Loud record. I do oh. have one beef, which is that I really don't like the album cover. Like, <laughs> it looks like an Americana record. Have you seen the like the special edition? No. The vinyl is like split red, white, and blue. No. It's terrible. I don't know why they did that. I'm like, yeah. Is this like it, a joke? It, it looks like a like a patriotic Americana poster. The album art does. It's just disappointing. Yeah. It looks like a bad bootleg, to be honest with you. I was well. They took it bothers me off that because uh, it was only on video before, and that yeah. was the literal cover for the video. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think they just they're just like, yep. Here's the, here you go. I was like, I mean, I guess nothing? that's fair, but for such an exciting band and graphically interesting that they were, and all their album covers were always out there. It's just a little, yeah. It's a little, I don't know, 
like it just looks like a yeah. I don't know. It doesn't it's look like great. Screen printed poster. It's just like a whatever. But the I'll weird thing is, like, up. when you open it up, there's like so many great photos in there. Photos, like, right? Yeah. I'm like, why I'm didn't saying. you just do this? I know you already did this on the Wishco record and all that, but like, yeah. why don't yeah. you? Why didn't you just do this? Like, pick one do of these. Again. Yeah. Like, pick one. It works. Yeah, of course it does. Whatever. Um, so yeah, I'll probably pick that up. And then, but you know, there's been so many great things being like reissued, like with that REM record and things of that nature. So I've I've been picking those up. So the yeah, and I uh, we yeah, we had our boys' 16th birthday party last night at the bowling alley. So I skipped yeah. my DJ my DJ job of the the weekend uh, this weekend. So so funds are a little uh, a little low for the thirty dollars and up purchases going. forward forward but we'll see yeah <laughs> have you I'm seen sure the uh, speaking of reissue world uh have you seen the, the dinosaur junior one no oh boy sorry <laughs> yeah i brought it up uh yeah they released all of the 90s records oh did they did they double double colored vinyl it's very pretty oh, it's all wow. very pretty so here i pretty. will tell you this i own multiple colored uh dinosaur junior albums and they do not sound good and i yeah i would probably almost tell you not to buy them <laughs> because of that <laughs> right like honest i'm being very i have farm like which is a brown yep. i think it's brown vinyl or whatever and it's so fuzzy it's Ugh. it's you know that i i don't rush out to buy the color stuff anymore we Me can have either. a whole episode on this but um because it tends to sort of uh, mess with the sound a little bit i think um on on some you just don't know like sometimes it right. does sometimes it doesn't you know sometimes right. it's easier for me just whatever i own so much of that stuff on cd though that i'm, I'm probably fine keeping that because it's it's probably just a little yep. bit uh a little bit punchier for that but but thanks yep. for taunting me anyway i'm of sure course. i'll go look it up immediately when we hang up so of course <laughs> and i would be remiss if i did not mention this one very important fact that i discovered just before our call I sent you something about this. That's right. I'm ready. We, I think collectively, you and I, our wives, probably our children, you know, everyone in the world (laughs) have collectively put enough energy into thinking about Sinead O'Connor. That's right. That we have brought her forth from the darkness. She did it. She came back. She She came back. She appeared. In the flesh. She did on, a thing. On the Late Late Show in Ireland. I think it's a Dublin show. And yeah. played two songs, one of which is Nothing Compares to You. The version is amazing. I watched I it. Sec- I need to check it out. Oh, wow. She is actually smiling and having a good time. Of course uh, she should be. She's like two guys just talking about me for four weeks straight. I gotta right. do this. <laughs> and I then she also plays a Pogue song. And oh, nice. The Pogue song is, I think it's like Soho. Oh, God, what's the name of it? Rain in Soho or something like that. Raining in Soho. Um, the Pogue song is actually maybe better than Nothing Compares to You. Oh, nice. I got to check that out. I'm, I'm just going to say, tonight. she's got like an orchestra with her. It's, it's ridiculous. This is what I'm saying, man. Like, she's got to come back. Like, she could make another record and everyone would love it. Like, she could do. Like her voice is still there, right? So yes. it's just you, and it just gotta, you know, like it doesn't, it, it, it won't ever be as big as nothing compares to you, and that's fine. But like you can yeah. still put out really interesting records, and like, yeah. 
you know, and I, everyone says like a covers record is like, Ooh, whatever, but like, you could still do that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. come in, do some interesting things like, you know, and just kind of get your voice back out there because once people hear it, they're just going to love it, you know, and want to hear yep. it all over again. I think she, uh, she's apparently doing some dates in Ireland, the UK. There is talk of us dates, which I won't believe until she's actually in front of me singing. Yeah. Um, and then there is talk of a record. There you go. Talk. That's good. I mean, I don't want to just assume that that will never happen. I'm going to assume it'll never happen. But right. I think sometimes people that nature get in their own way some. But um, but I do think that may- maybe it won't this time. And, and I think get out, play some shows, see the people really miss you and love you and put that energy into making the record. Like, I think so, so many times people when there's when there's a long lull in somebody's sort of artistic musical career i think it comes down to thinking about um you know the importance of the success of your next record and i think most people your fans they just want to hear you again they don't they're not looking to assign it as some great work in your canon and they're they're not going to go back and and compare it you know as we tend to do with some with some but if you know like just give them something that makes them go man i miss i miss uh I miss hearing that voice, and I'm glad I get to do it again. So make man, them we, say nothing compares to you. Oh man, we have gushed. Yeah, we have gushed on yeah. Sinead so much. It, it feels good though. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm glad she's back. I'm glad. I'm glad oh. that not only our our conversations bring albums into our universe, but they <laughs> right. bring they bring they bring mega stars out of their shell to do another song on oh, TV. So, good lord! Weird. When I saw that this morning, I was like, "Yep, and I'm yeah. done. I can so quit awesome. for the day." I'm it's, o- awesome. it's over. All right, buddy. Well, we should probably uh, probably wrap up and um, and let everyone think about all the wonderful wisdom that we've put into their brains. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good, guys. You don't understand. <laughs> all right, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Have a good week. All right. Bye. Bye.